Welcome to 30-Minute Reviews. I am Adam. Um, busy day today. Busy, busy fucking day today. I would have done this yesterday, but I had to write a, like, text article about this. And, uh, that occupied more time than anticipated. So, yeah. Didn't, uh, didn't record this yesterday. Um, plus I didn't finish the article until late in the day, so I had to wait until, uh, that had, you know, done, so that way I could have all my picks ready, but busy day today, because we have this, it's a Nintendo Direct later, so we'll probably be covering that in an episode that I'll record on my way home from work, um, and, uh, yeah, we have, um, Academy Award nominations to talk about, um, so, So we're just going to go through all the categories, uh, except for, uh, best, um, short, best, uh, documentary short, and best, um, animated short, because I have not seen any of the nominees at all, so I can't speak to which is going to win an Academy Award, because it, the, the issue becomes, like, you know, it's just a shot in the dark at that point. Like, all I'm doing is not even making an educated guess. It's just like eeny, meeny, miny, mo, and it's it, it's not going to be based on having seen it or based on anything like that. It's just, you know, well, I guess this one. I don't know. Sure, why not? So rather than weigh in on those, I'm just not going to. So starting at the top and working our way down, uh, best picture. Um, I don't have a list of nominees in front of me, but I do know who my picks are for each. Um, so for best picture, my pick is Belfast, which is, if you listen to my review of Belfast, probably surprising because I didn't particularly care for it. Um, it wasn't something that I, you know, had a deep, deep love for. There was nothing you know, about it that I really liked, but it is the white people version of Roma, um, it's black and white to signify that it's in the past, it's a coming of age story during a, during a war-torn area, you know, where, you know, there's political upheaval, um, there's a few fantastic acting performances in it, um, and I think that the movie is, you know, fairly strong, but, it, I mean, is it the best picture this year? I don't think so, but I think it checks just enough boxes where it is, it, it's an easy, like, um, what's it called? Where it's an easy, like, uh, pick for me, um, that it, that it's going to end up winning best picture. Um, of the list, I would say, like, if it were me and I were voting, I'd probably vote for Dune. Well, no, I don't think I could even say I would vote for Dune, only because of the fact that it's, you know, it feels incomplete, um, and I think that for other, you know, movies, I think that's a, like, that, that's what hurts it, is the fact that it is part one of a two-part movie, and this one doesn't exactly feel self-contained in so much as it is very obviously ending, even if it didn't have Dune part one in the title, it's ending at a point where every other movie would be just getting started. Like, that would be something around, like, the the midway point, or even in the first third of the movie, uh, is fight. Um, 
pacing of like one of the things it's based on, like uh, Hamlet. I almost said Hamilton. That that makes sense. Um, so I, I think the Belfast is going to take home the gold on this. Um, best director, I think, is going to go to Jane Campion, who directed The Power of the Dog. Um, I'm going to stand by that because that movie is beautifully shot. Everything about it is well done. It's interesting to watch from a visual aspect. Like, every actor does a great job, and I think that that's the ultimate case as to why this movie should get nominated for for Best Director, is that every lead and supporting actor in this movie got nominated for an Academy Award. Uh, Ben the Cumberbatch got nominated for Best Lead, Jesse Plemons and Cody Smith-McPhee both got nominated for Best Supporting Actor, and Kristen Dunst got nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Everyone in the movie who was in a lead role got a nomination, and that's huge. Um, and I think that that's going to be the thing that's going to tip it over, where she's going to get Best Director. Um, and she's only the she's the first woman to get nominated Best Director twice. Um, that's never happened before, and um, kind of surprising. Um, best Lead Actor. I'm going to, you know, swap from the popular popular opinion here. I don't think it's going to be Andrew... Uh, I don't think it's going to be um, Will Smith. Um, I think it's going to be Andrew Garfield. Um, because here's the thing about... Um, the, like, you know, the, the two movies. Like, Will Smith does a great job in this. And the thing is, too, is like I've liked Will Smith in non-action movies and non-big blockbuster movies. Like, I did really like Concussion. Uh, even if he did have that really dumb accent... I, I did really like that movie. He, he was pretty good in it. Um, I think that, you know, he, you know, did well enough in King Richard. But I think my fundamental problem with King Richard comes to, from the fact that it's a movie about two of the most famous female athletes of all time. Um, Venus and Serena Williams. And the movie is not about them. It's about their dad. And I think that's a hang-up that I can't get over to say he's going to win Best Actor. It's weird, but I feel like that's why I think that. I think Andrew Garfield, because that performance stands out to this day. Um, Where I look at, you know, that performance where he's playing the, you know, the quarter-life crisis um, as he approaches his 30th birthday... Um, and, uh, and all of that is it, very well done. And, and if it weren't for him being able to carry that performance, um, the movie doesn't work. Um, and, and, and the way he plays it is, you know, is really good. Almost as if he, like, you know, the character knows that he has very little time left, Jonathan Larson, because as we know at the end, you know, he died before Red even came out. He never got to see it, you know, on Broadway. He died of an aneurysm at 35. So this idea that, you know, he is so obsessed with, you know, trying to make his mark before he turns 30, um, like Stephen Sondheim did and all of these other luminaries in the field did, uh, really speaks to that in a, in a big way. Um, best leading actress. Um, this will be no surprise for anyone. I picked Kristen Stewart. Um, I think I, I, I babe Ruth this back when I saw Spencer initially. I said that she was going to be the, uh, 
the nominee for best uh, best leading actress. I said she was gonna win. Then after I saw House of Gucci, I said it's going to come down to Lady Gaga and um, and uh, and her. And I think that now that Lady Gaga's not in the race, she didn't get nominated. I think that basically opens the doors um, for her to win a best uh, a best leading actress uh, Academy Award. Uh, her performance as Diana is great, um, even if it is a psychological thriller take on Diana, which, you know, some might say is a little messed up, but, you know, the, the fact that they did, like, that kind of take on it, it's just a really interesting movie to watch. You can get it on DVD if you haven't seen it yet, um, but it is very worth, um, what's it called, very worth watching and very well done. Now, uh, Best Supporting Actor, um, this was another rough one. Because I liked both Jesse Plemons and Cody Smith McPhee um, in in Power of the Dog. Uh, issue is when you have two people nominated from the same movie, they tend to dilute the voting pool for each other. Namely, that if I have two best supporting actors from the same movie, neither of them will get the nomination because every because people will split the vote on the two, and we have more of that later on, um, where you know people, the votes are going to get split among multiple places, and it's going to result in no award being given for a movie, um, unfortunately. So, what we have here is because, do you want to let me over, motherfucker? Um, so because this is, you know, what's happening here, and we have this to, um, like, we have both of them nominated for Best Supporting Actor in the same movie. They're not going to win. I think it's going to go to Ciaran Hines. Um, I believe that's how you pronounce his name. Um, who played Pop on... Uh, what's it called? Who played Pop on... Uh, oh, fuck, what was that movie? Uh, Belfast. Um, I think he's going to end up taking home the Academy Award for this. Um, I'm, I'm not going to say that the movie is made or broken based on his performance... Um, in the same way that, like, you know, Kristen Dunst carries the performance of, um, what's it called? Um, uh, in, in, in her movie, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but, you know, he, he does do a great job of, of, you know, playing this character who has such gravitas, uh, to the life of Buddy that, it, and, and being the, like, you know, almost, like, I don't want to say the Jiminy Cricket, but, like, the, the spiritual guide for, for Young Buddy, and he, and he does it very well, um, I think that's going to take home, uh, Best Supporting Actor, um, Best Supporting Actress, I think I just gave it away, I think Kristen Dunst is gonna win it, um, because Kristen Dunst is, uh, she did a great job, um, and, and that movie is kind of made or broken on how well Kristen Dunst is, um, plays that role. Like, without her playing the drunk, uh, like, the, the sentient alcoholic, uh, mother, um, and, and playing it well and believably, um, you don't get the rest of the movie where Peter will be able to go off and, and, you know, kind of, um, like, get into this relationship with, um, I forgot Benedict Cumberbatch's character's name, but he, uh, oh, Phil, um, but he, that doesn't happen without that role 
being what it is and being what it is believably. Um, what the fuck is going on here today? There's so many cars on the side of the road. Um, so that that's a big deal. Um, best adapted screenplay, I think, is going to be Coda. Um, because Coda is uh, very well made and it is a, a very interesting movie about the, uh, the, the children... The, uh, about a family that is all deaf except for one daughter who's played by Amelia Jones. Um, that daughter wants to go away to college. Uh, and the screenplay is kind of what makes or breaks the movie, for me at least, um, because it, it, the stakes feel real. The stakes feel, you know, important, even though they are fairly low stakes. And, you know, the family conflicts feel real. And that's partially the acting, and every actor in this movie does a great job. Um, that was actually my big conflict for Best Supporting Actor, um, because I believe the the guy from CODA, the dad, was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. But, yeah, he was, because he was only the second deaf person ever to be nominated, and the first was Marley Matlin, who was in the movie, too. And I, I that was my, my only real issue there. But, whoa. The... Now I just watched someone cut across two lanes of traffic without a directional and almost get hit by two cars. Um, so I think that that's kind of a big, you know, that that for me, that's a, that was a big, uh, you know, debate. And I think that if we look at um, why this movie works, I think it comes down to the script. Um, similarly, um, best original screenplay is going to be Licorice Pizza, I think, because... Licorice Pizza does kind of live or die by its script. Uh, and while I do have a few problems with the script, namely that there is no real reason why um, she has to be 25 and he's 15, like, there's no narrative reason why that has to happen. Um, the the rest of the things in the movie are kind of just a joy. You know, like, you know, the the expression of young love, the period piece aspect of it, the, you know, Bradley Cooper in, in his thing, which was a surprise that he didn't get a nomination anywhere. Um, and he, he had a very good year between, um, what's it called, between that um, and, uh, and Nightmare Alley. I'm surprised he didn't get a nomination somewhere. But it, it, it is a very, um, a very solid pick, I think, because it's going to lead to a lot more, you know, discussion about the movie. And maybe if it wins Best Screenplay, it'll point out this glaring kind of weird thing. I saw one reviewer put it, it's like, you know, Paul Thomas Anderson made an entire movie to satisfy his babysitter fucking fetish, and it's like, okay, well, you know, that's one way to put it. Um, so what else is there? Uh, Best Cinematography, I think I said Power of the Dog. Because, uh, again, that movie is great in the way it plays with scale and it plays with, you know, it can elicit emotion even from landscape shots and, and, and shots of inanimate objects, which is a pretty big deal. Um, and and that, that comes down to, Jesus Christ, that comes down to, you know, cinematography. Uh, best makeup and hairstyling, um, I say The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Um, the other option for it that I would say is in close contention would be House of Gucci. But my problem with House of Gucci is that when we think of the makeup and hairstyling, 
um, invariably we're going to think of Jared Leto. And Jared Leto's performance was laughable in this movie. Um, and I think that, I mean, it is borderline offensive too, because he's doing basically a very over-the-top, like, pizza-making Italian guy accent, and it's kind of like, well, what the fuck, like, you know, you, you couldn't do the, like, the minimum amount of research to see how a fucking Italian person actually sounds, and, and the other thing is, too, it's like, if we really want to talk about it with, in regard to, um, what's it called, in regard to the accents in, in, in that movie, um, it all takes place with a bunch of Italian people living in Milan, in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, um, there is no reason why they're speaking English in the movie at all, with an Italian accent, because they're all Italian, and they're all living in Italy, like, I have family who lives in Italy, and, and they were, you know, born and raised in Italy, and they don't speak English when they're just hanging around talking about stuff, um, best animated feature, I'm gonna say, uh, Mitchell's vs. Machines, um, because I, that, I think Flea is gonna get diluted among Documentary International and, um, what's it called, between Documentary International and Animated, and it's gonna end up winning none of them, um, Mitchell's vs. Machines is the strongest movie, although, if I'm being realistic, and Kanto's probably going to win, um, Mitchell vs. Machines is the best movie of the bunch, though. Um, what else was there? Uh, best, uh, costuming. I think Cruella is gonna walk away with best costuming. I don't think there was anything too inspired about the Dune costuming. Um, and the way the still suits look and, and, and all of that. Like, and even, like, the way the humans dress before they go to Arrakis. There's nothing about that that really screams, you know, great costuming. Um, I, I, that said, I do think that it will win, um... You know, I, I think Cruella, you know, it's got that, that 70s punk rock aesthetic that I love. Um, and I, I remember saying I loved it when I saw the movie. Uh, and I think that that's going to carry it to that Academy Award. Um, best visual effects. This is an easy one, surprisingly, because it comes down to, uh, it, for me at least, seeing a bunch of the movies. Um, the only real debate I had was uh, Dune or Free Guy. Um, because Free Guy was the, the closest, you know, second place winner for me. Like, it, it was the one where it's like, you know, oh, well, maybe Free Guy will, will, will win, but now I think it's gonna come down to, um, what's it called? It's gonna come down to Dune is gonna win that. The only other one that could have come close, um, but it didn't even get nominated was, um, what was that movie called? Um... Uh, fuck. Uh, oh, Inter Eternals. Um, let me see what else. Best documentary feature is going to be Summer of Soul. Um, I think, once again, Flea's going to get diluted. Flea is the best documentary feature. But again, it'll get diluted by the, you know, the fact that everyone has three different, you know, like it being nominated in three different categories. Um, and the only one I think that is close is Attica. Um, what else was there? Uh, best International Feature is going to be Drive My Car. Because it got nominated for Best Feature. And typically when that happens, um, regardless of it wins Best Feature or not, it ends up winning Best International Feature. See Parasite, Roma, Life is Beautiful, all these other things. Um, 
what else is there? Um, uh, production design. Uh, when I saw the nominee, this is a rough category for me because it's like I like all of them, so it's just a point of personal preference. At which point I went with Dune. Um, I think Dune had the best out of all of them. Um, best editing. I'm going to go with, uh, what's it called? Um, what was the movie called? Uh, see, that was the thing. It's like, for me personally, I really like the, I, I like cross-cutting. Cross-cutting doesn't bother me. I know it does bother some people. I know it bothers people a lot. But for me, cross-cutting is not an issue. So I didn't have a problem with Don't Look Up, and I probably would have given it Don't Look Up because of the cross-cutting. That said, it's probably not going to win because I know I am alone in liking the cross... Or not alone, but I know the cross-cutting is pretty divisive. Um, so I am not going to say that. Um, best editing is going to be um, Tick, Tick, Boom. I'm going to say that entirely because look at how the scene um, for the musical number Therapy is cut together. And, and that's, that's going to be my entire case. Um, best sound, Dune. Shouldn't surprise anyone. Best original score, Dune. Shouldn't surprise anyone. Um, and best original song, I think it's going to be No Time to Die. I think Billie Eilish is going to beat out Beyonce. Um, because the other song up for contention is, uh, what's it called? Um, her song from King Richard. And I think, I think No Time to Die is going to win. Um, so yeah, so I think that's it. We'll be back later today because there is a Nintendo Direct today, if I remember correctly. And then after the Nintendo Direct, we have another ep- we'll do an episode about that, summing up all the big news out of that, if there is any. Um, and then tonight, I will be seeing Death on the Nile, and I'll have a review of that up after I see it. So, uh, no, 8.30, 9 o'clock-ish, we'll have a Death on the Nile review. And then tomorrow morning, is, wait, is today Wednesday? Today is Wednesday. Look at what that finale is out today. Why is there nothing about it on social, on, uh, not social media, but on, on comicbook.com? Did I not look at comicbook.com today? Maybe I didn't. Alright, so Book of Boa Fett finale is out today, so we'll watch that tonight, and we'll talk about it tomorrow. So until then, have a great rest of your week.